Did you learn something in there? Please. I hope you did. I hope it wasn't just me oversharing. <laughs> um, and I do love your feedback. So if you're enjoying this, would you share it with friends maybe? And I'm also going to have up a link that you can talk to me because that would be super cool too. So Anchor has this very cool feature where you can leave me a voice memo. Tell me what you want to talk about. Tell me what I can address. Tell me how I can help you because apparently this is one way that I'm going to be here. So the Cosmic Mama podcast isn't going anywhere. We'll have more guests. Oh, thanks for being here. Give us a rating when you feel like it, if you're feeling it. And we want to thank Jen Cordy for the music that I still just geek out on every time I hear. And Laura over at Eye of Iris for the beautiful graphics. So stay safe out there, baby. Enjoy this awakening. Enjoy your quarantine. Enjoy whatever new ways you're finding for yourself. All of it matters. Oh, hey, Divine Stardust. So I'm recording from home today, and it's new. New because somehow with videos, I know what to do. Maybe it's vanity. <laughs> Looking at myself, I'm like, oh, yeah, got it. But me and the microphone feels vulnerable. And I'm pretty fucking good with vulnerable, but yeah. So bear with me, but I'm real excited because I'm here at home today. And we've got the time, and Spirit has some pretty significant things that they wanted to make sure that I shared today. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to stay the fuck awake when the only thing you want to do is sleep. (laughs) Um, And I don't mean sleep literally. I mean sleep as in the pain that I am going through is so fucking intense. I can't smoke enough weed and numb out enough. No matter how much I smoke, no matter which form I consume, doesn't seem to matter. I can't numb out right now. And that's really uncomfortable. So we want to talk with you about, yeah, this fucking pain thing. Because this is part of the growth. If you were in pain, it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. Um, My own story of pain seems pretty epic right now. Let me just say that like a whiny little puss. It seems epic, the pain that I'm going through. And yet, listening to Jessa Reed's podcast over at Soberish, oh, God, it helps. It reminds me of what's true. And through this version of pain or this illusion of pain that I'm currently experiencing, I keep reminding myself it's all an illusion. This reality is not real. This is a rigged fucking system. It is a game. My only job is to wake up. So when I have the pain, I recognize it's showing me where I'm not awake. And that's not fun. Um, My challenge of not being awake is I have not been awake in romantic relationships my whole fucking life. I was with a man for 15 years, and every time that it got bad and I wanted to leave, my attachment trigger would activate, and I would think I would die without him, so I stayed for 15 years in a place that I was unsafe and unhappy and unhealthy and abused, not physically, but certainly psychologically and mentally. So some of that, uh, you know, that gaslighting seems very familiar to me with what's going on in the world right now. So um, I tried to make some notes just so this is not so all over the place. So let's get back to this staying awake point, because that's kind of what we want to talk about today. Um, We being collective we, we being the guides who work through me, we being mostly Shisahat. I taught a class last week to my apprentices, and the thing that came through, we were working on channeling. And how do we know when we're channeling that voice of our highest self? How do we know what that voice is? And so we were all practicing that, and sometimes when I teach, I'm learning too, which is awesome. And in this instance, Shisahat is who I was working with because she's my girl. Shesat, you might find her that way too. And as I was channeling her, I asked her, how do I know when it's her? And she said, find the voice that drips with gold. (laughs) Yeah, I want to find the voice inside me that drips with gold. So know that whenever I uh, am showing up for Hugh here, Hugh, Hugh, when I'm showing up for you here in this new format, I want to be the voice that drips with gold. 
I want to be the one that is sincere in the center of a calm heart, not that one an ego. Okay, that being said, there's a lot of fucking ego going on right now too. So staying awake. This is your job right now. Knowing that the growth is uncomfortable and that it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. This is not love and light. Light washing. Fuck that. Uh Uh-uh. We've got to address other stuff here today too. So in this process of continuing to stay awake, your real job is to spiritually develop. Your real job is to get to light body and rainbow body. And ooh, over at the Luminous Mysteries, I will have a class coming up soon for y'all in the mystery school on the light body. And for sweet, sweet Morgan Garza's Inner Alchemy Summit that's happening online in May, May 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. I'll be teaching a class on the rainbow body. That's free. Um, There's 20 of us speaking for free, but sidetrack, sidebar, we're back. Thanks. Your only job is to spiritually develop right now. So the slowdown that's occurring for you is a huge blessing. And I hope that you're using it well. I'll share some of the ways that I am a little bit later. Um, But I want to talk about this idea of gaslighting. Because this seems to be the most dangerous and the most scary and the most unnerving thing that's occurring right now. And it's almost, uh, if you know this narcissist empath relationship, pretty dangerous, pretty tricky. I didn't know that I was in a narcissistic relationship for 15 years until I got out. And the level of trauma was massive. And it felt like nothing that I knew was right. So it was very brainwashing in that way. And I find myself having the same experience now, which is why this is coming up. So we don't know what's real. We don't know what's true. We don't know what's happening. We don't know who we can trust. We have some officials saying, go back. We have others who are like, you're crazy. If there's doctors who are speaking truth, they are being deleted from YouTube. We don't know. So this is a collective gaslighting that is going on. So I just want to give you some tips of what I learned on gaslighting so that maybe it can help you. So if I feel confused, somebody's fucking manipulating me. Confusion is not my normal state. Certainty is my normal state. Faith might be my normal state. Sassy (laughs) might be my normal state. But confusion? Oh, fuck no, that's not me. So see if you can find for yourself... That moment where you feel confused or disoriented, and that's an invitation to wake up. Something is going on here that's not true. In this time of distrust, we have to learn how to trust ourselves. So this, again, just comes back into spiritually developing as your only job right now. What is that voice inside of you that you can trust? And where is that stillness? Stillness that reminds you this is all an illusion because it is a big game. Your truth is your divinity. Your truth is your galactic self. Your truth is your God self. The human form is the lesson. And being uh, in 3D, maybe in 3D, maybe we're in 5D. I don't know. It's so funny. Like the 5D is here. I know that. But I feel like we're still having to learn from the 5D. The 5D is not unity consciousness. We've got to earn that shit. And I don't want to earn that shit. I'm so tired of the lessons. I'm so tired of peeling back layer after layer and thinking that I've gotten to the bottom of it only for another layer to show up. Fuck. Um, In Birthing the Light, I think we're going to be working with this a little bit, which is when we peel enough layers, we get to the pearl. We get to the truth in the center. We get to the stillness. And this is some of the point of what our shadow work is all about. So when you're being gaslit, whether that is in personal relationships or whether that is by your government or whether that is even by your family, right? Ooh, yeah, that one's not fun. I called my mom yesterday and she immediately just started telling me, you know, the news. And then I interrupted her and I'm like, mom, I don't care about that. I want to know how you are. If I wanted to watch the news, I'd watch the news. I don't care about that. I don't trust that. I don't believe that. I don't work in that reality, the reality that I'm participating in and asked to create is completely different. So anchoring and coming back to us is what we must do. When we feel the gaslit, when we feel the confusion, when we feel the fear, coming back to that center still point of view. 
Um, and you can go in the Awake Thrive Guide to Disclosure. I've got an exercise, a few exercises in there, of finding that still point within the heart, of learning the truth point so that you can begin to discern for yourself what is true and what is not true. One of the big pieces of this, uh, what we'll call anchoring lesson right now, coming back to ourselves, knowing the truth of ourselves, um, I find Paul Selig's statements, I know who I am in truth. I know what I am in truth. I know how I serve in truth. That helps me. It helps me remember to align with the divine, to align with the light, to not trust the pain. And if you want another key that unlocked a lot for me, Matt Kahn's teaching on unknow yourself. You don't exist. I don't exist. Me doesn't exist. And this is really the place that I've been sitting in for about a week now. Who I thought I was doesn't exist. Ego is dying at a radical fucking pace over here. And it feels a bit like an existential crisis. Um, and I say a bit only because it sounds so stupid. <laughs> sounds so corny. Existential crisis. But fuck, I'm in it. I have no clue who I am. I have no clue what I'm supposed to be doing. The things that Andy wants seem to be dying. And I'm instead recognizing I'm a vessel of the goddess. I'm a vessel of the divine. They'll fucking put me where they need me. I'll do what they need me to do. And somehow the blessings will come from that. But somehow the things that Andy wanted, the things that Andy thinks she needs, I'm not getting, so I must not need them. But it hurts to not get them. Um, so I am currently in this quarantine alone. And... That feels real whiny at times. It feels privileged on the other side of things. But alone is not where I want to be. Alone is the last thing that I want. And so it's what I've got to be. I've got to face alone. I've got to be okay with being alone. Um, and while I am an introvert, and while I am deeply comfortable in my own spaces of quiet, uh, my attachment trigger is I'm unloved right now because I'm alone and I might die uh, because my attachment is that fucking uh, seemingly real. So my wake up has been, there is a lot of pain around being alone and privilege. Like I get that, right? I wouldn't want to be here with somebody who I didn't enjoy. Um, and just for fairness sake, look, my daughter is here every other week. Um, my sweet little... 12 year old sassy ass star seed who's <laughs> not interested in any of it but when I'm alone I'm alone deeply alone and it's okay because this must be the lesson that I need which is why it's happening so I can watch myself resist um and this Pluto retrograde like I think this is the biggest blessing that we are going to get and you have to recognize that the blessing is under the pain. The pain is pointing you to where the blessing is. The pain is what I resist. That is my ego. And that is also showing me how to wake up. I was talking with one of my apprentices yesterday. So I don't do readings anymore, but coaching is still happening through, through a few different ways. So as I was talking with her, she's like, you know, I think I really need a reading. And I started laughing and I'm like, that doesn't exist anymore. Fucking readings don't exist. Our ability to see or perceive into the future doesn't exist anymore. So bless those of you who are maybe trying to do readings. I can't. Most people that I know can't. So what's coming up instead when you ask for a reading is you will fucking face your shadows. I can happily point you to all of the places that you are asleep. That's not fun for me, by the way. A session like that, that just feels like I'm kicking your ass. That's not fun, so I'm not engaging in that right now. But looking at your shadows, finding out what's not working, this will be the master lesson of Pluto retrograde. And then we get to eclipse season in June and July. Fuck, that's usually pretty hard for me anyway. I feel like this year it's going to be 
especially tricky. Um, and I don't want to create that in the future, but I also have to be very real right now. Um, thanks. And my guides are laughing at me. They're like, yeah, there is nothing that's real. So fucking existential crisis, right? None of this is real. This is the illusion. This is the Maya. I am in a virtual fucking reality that I haven't been creating very well. I've been in somebody else's reality. I have to wake up. So in these places of Pluto retrograde, in these places of shadow, you will have many, many, many ego deaths. The quicker you can surrender into those ego deaths, the better. I think that's what we're all going to become really good at over the summer. Um, we won't even glitch anymore. We're like, oh, yep, that fucking just flew away. <laughs> um, in my place of ego death, it feels like chunks of me are just falling away. Chunks that I thought were real, pieces of me that I thought I liked. Oh, well, that's gone. That must not have been real. Fuck, I have no clue what I am. It's an interesting spot to sit in. It was real painful during that new moon uh, and my menstruation coincided with that new moon. So it was real painful. And then yesterday, uh, Cancer Moon, which is my natal moon, it all of a sudden didn't seem to matter. Like there was a different level of surrender or numbness or acceptance that came in. Um, there may have been some tequila involved too, because <laughs> I needed that. Um, but I'm not a big drinker and I'm, you know, I'm a stoner, but I don't like, I'm not the stoner who smokes all day long. I am the stoner who will smoke like after hours. Um, so I'm not a wake and bake girl anymore because I got shit to do. I like being present in my world in different ways. And, uh, Lady Jane, my sweet ally of that plant medicine of cannabis, she's an awakener for me. She is a beautiful ally for me. When I'm in the pain, she allows me to get away from the pain. Um, and this will be like a 3070. It will be a hybrid sativa indica. Works best for me. What can I say? Um, but when I'm in the pain, when I am in the emotion, because I got a lot of fucking feelings over here, y'all. When I'm in the emotion, weed will help me get out of the feeling and be able to move into a higher state of awareness to process it. So in that way, ally, uh, weed is a great ally for me. She's not a number for me. We don't participate that way so much. Hmm. Um, so getting back to this idea of Pluto retrograde, we're going to be waking the fuck up in lots of ways. Pieces of us will be falling away. And we will get better and better at this game, at letting pieces of us die because if it's dying, it means it was never real to begin with. Okay, well, fuck. I kind of thought it was. Whew. Um, so when you're in your pain, my love, let's give some tips on this. The fastest way for you to move through the pain is to ask, what am I learning? What's my lesson here? Um, and I've had my ass handed to me recently. Um, and when I can get to this question of like, okay, wait, wait, I see that I am either triggered or I see that I am having an emotional reaction right now. What's the fucking lesson? Then, um, higher guidance, angels, galactics, star family can come in and work with us to help wake us up to where we're asleep within this illusion. So what am I not awake to? What is the lesson that I'm learning? Those are questions that you can be asking. Where am I being unconscious? So for me, in this relationship pattern, I have always chased men who don't want me. And I'm fucking awesome, by the way. So I don't think that that's an inflated ego. I think I finally learned that. <laughs> I'm awesome. I don't need to convince anybody to love me. So that was the old game that I played. And my last relationship was the final time that I will play that game. And so as that is breaking away, it hurts. And I miss him. And my attachment says, if I don't hear from him, I will die. And everything in me believes that, which can be hard. And what I realized is that is this pattern breaking. The deeper the pain, the more sure I am that it's breaking. And I'm very clear um, in the way that I engage with this. 
if I reach out, the only thing I want to do is reach out, right? Um, and I will say I've practiced this for a long time. Like I am either super needy or I am super broken or I am just so fucking codependent and hopeless. Um, and attachment theory is the anchor that I need right now. It is the paradigm. It is the lens that doesn't make me feel like I'm broken. It's the lens that is waking me up to the game. Fair? Um, my kid might argue that I'm broken because there's been so many tears lately. Um, and thank you. Maybe I'm not broken, but I'm breaking. I'll fucking own that. I am breaking right now. And I am breaking free of the illusions of patterns that I didn't know were running me. So to be able to say that I have been unconscious in my relationships, that there is a pattern of pain that started as a child that has perpetuated throughout my entire life. Oh, fuck. Um, and even in my astrology, because I had a beautiful reading recently with uh, my soul sister and f fellow Shisahat devotee. Devotee sounds so stupid, but <laughs> I think I've called things stupid a couple of times. Well, it's the least offensive word that I can use right now. There are others, but <laughs> um, so Olivia Woodford, who's over at Live by Design Astrology. She was telling me that in my birth chart, like my relationship pattern is my life lesson. And that felt real fucking big and real scary. I may not crack it in this life. And so that felt real big and real scary. I may not get to be in sacred partnership. And yet, um, if you look at everything else in my astrology and every reading, um, working with the sacred masculine, that's kind of my life purpose. So cool. Learning through the pain so that I can partner with the sacred masculine feels like the nut I'm trying to crack right now. Um, <laughs> thanks. And you should also, um, I'll tell you this really cute story because it's pretty cute. So my mom has watched me be in this great amount of pain. Um, and so I'm going through a breakup during quarantine alone. Um, and this is, uh, it's been a twin flame dynamic. So... Uh, it has been deeply spiritual and deeply healing and profoundly beautiful, unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. And yet the pain of it is equally profound. Fair? So my mom can't understand this. Uh, not a whole lot of people, unless you've gone through it, have. So, okay, side story. Um, and let me also acknowledge, like, I think for the most part where I'm at right now, he is um, an extraordinary soul who I love deeply at ancient soul levels, who is in his own places of trauma. So we need to be not together because our relationship um, has never been the forever relationship and our relationship has been toxic for me. Uh, so having to say that out loud and having to set those boundaries. So break up during quarantine, long story short, sorry. Um, and shit, like, is this really what I'm going to be doing in these podcasts? Like, do I just have to fucking show up and show you more of my shit? Because I thought I was doing that. It's not fun. Let me just say that me showing up here real fucking vulnerable is not fun for me. Um, maybe it's cathartic. Maybe it's like free fucking therapy. I don't know. So, um, let me just say this. Please don't judge me <laughs> because it feels hard enough. Um, and part of what I recognize too, I have to be the one who keeps showing up. So I am a way shower in that way. So if you experience these things, you don't think that you're a pussy. <laughs> you don't think that because you are enlightened in some ways, it's going to be easy. This is not easy. So uh, my pain story, my experience, my mess, my fucking mess uh, will be on public display a little bit. And that I guess is what we're calling authenticity, huh? <laughs> Fuck that. So, uh, my mom, my sweet, sweet mother, who, uh, high school sweethearts, my parents have been together since they were 14. My parents have never dated. My parents have never experienced a breakup. Like, can you imagine that at 70 years old that you have never had a breakup? They have been together ever since. Um, so that's a different paradigm, right? Part of my karma, uh, that my parents can't get me in that way because they've never experienced breakup. They don't know that it hurts. They have just stayed together. So my mom calls <laughs> and she's like, I have an idea, honey. And I'm like, oh, what's that mom? She's like, I heard about this thing that I want you to do next week when you don't have your daughter. It's called Tinder. And I heard that it's a great place to meet people. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, bless you, mom. Um, I don't know what kind of uh, attention you think that I need during quarantine, but sex is not going to fix this. She's like, no, 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 it's not about sex. It's about really meeting quality people. Um, so bless my mom and whatever uh, antiquated resources she has. Um, I don't do online dating, right? I do fucking soul dating. Weirder shit shows up for me. Cooler shit shows up for me. Um, so yeah, I won't go on Tinder. I don't want to make this pain go away by being distracted or by being validated. This is my opportunity to learn from it. So I'm pretty fucking fearless in learning from it right now, in being in the pain. Um, and I can watch the desire to reach out like an addiction. It feels like an addiction. Um, and I just want to reach out. And I have become very clear in the last few days. If I reach out, we start the pattern all over again. And I will have to break again. I can't afford to break again. I'm exhausted. So how do I wake the fuck up? Where am I unconscious? What am I learning? And who's creating this reality? Let's get there too. Because if I keep identifying with the pain, or if I keep identifying with the voices... Um, Because I do have voices in my head that want to torture me. I can't identify with those anymore. That's old karma. That's stuff that I have healed, or at least I faced it. (laughs) Obviously, if I've healed it, I wouldn't fucking react to it at all. But I faced it. I know that it's there, and I know that it's a lie. I know that most everything that I think is real is a lie right now. That's a lot. Standing in that void. Being still in the void. Uh, and finding the beloved in the void. Well, that's that's a different teaching now, isn't it? So I want to stay awake in this. I want to learn from the pain. I want to see what the pain is teaching me. Reality. Uh, yeah, that's where I was. I want to get back to this idea of what reality am I in? Whose reality am I in? Um, So these are some of the ways that I try to uh, wake myself up out of the illusion as well. So yes, my mom's reality where I go on Tinder to find a good man who will love me will make her feel better. And she thinks that will soothe my pain. I know that won't soothe my pain, but bless her that that's the reality that she's in. The timeline that she's in, right? My timeline is very different. Um, My sister called. uh, My blessed little sister who carries all the fear she carries the karma of pain in a very different way than I do and so she called me and she said if you're not terrified I need you to be terrified Um, and I tried to listen very patiently and I let her share her terror and all I can say in return is it's not my job to be terrified I have a very different ask of me during this time and terror is not my ask. So I want to give you permission to be on your own timeline, to be creating your own reality. Because uh, in the same place of gaslighting, right, you will have an experience of reality that feels pretty real, while other people are having an experience that feels equally as real. So we are living in a multiverse right now. There are multiple realities that are simultaneously happening. And this is going to be pretty cool for us uh, as awakening little star seedies because it's going to show us what we're capable of. Well, if this reality is true and this reality is true, what can we make happen here? Um, And with time in the same way, and one of the ways that I hack time in that way is dog years, right? Not a super fucking complicated concept. Dog ears and hummingbirds, those are the two that I like to play with, right? So that I am aging at what I call this human aging time frame. A dog is doing it seven times as fast. And yet a dog is like standing right next to me in the same plane of reality, but we're working on different timelines. We're working at completely different speeds of existence. So allow some of these things to just kind of start cracking your mind a little bit more open. Multiple realities, multiple timelines, multiple universes, (laughs) multiple galaxies, multiple fucking races. Yes, all of this is coming. (laughs) Um, So when I'm having the hard times and I identify with the pain or I am crying, Mermina, Mermina, the Egyptian phrase for easy death, Mermina, I can't tell you 
how many times I say that a day. Mermina, also the tears of Isis that created the pools of healing. Mermina. Um, so I've cried enough tears over here that there are certainly fucking pools. And I'm like, let them be <laughs> as blessed as the tears of Isis and the pools of Mermina. Let my tears be pools of healing, of enlightenment, of waking the fuck up. Of washing away the pain story that I keep unconsciously finding myself in. So another hack, another tip. What reality am I creating? Because if I find myself in the pain, that means I'm in the past. Or that means I'm in the rumination. None of that's real. So I have to, again, anchor back into me. Okay, where am I? How am I? What can I see? What can I smell? What can I hear? Bring myself back to me. And what am I creating? What's the fucking reality that I'm suffering for? Uh, Because I think suffering is dying. And I don't mean to be... um, Pollyanna-ish with that. Fuck, I hate that word. Pollyanna-ish. I don't know if that's the word I want, but it's the word that came. (laughs) Um, I'm not being naive. How about that? What reality am I creating? Because this one sucks and suffering does not have to fucking happen. Persecution. Can we talk about persecution for a second? As the divine feminine? Oh, fuck. I have done persecution so many lifetimes. I'm not doing that this one. Mm -mm. Priestess. I get to be priestess. I get all the blessings of priestess. I get all of the... The rights of priestess. And I'm pretty blessed in that way. I have lots of uh, gifts in my reality. I have lots of presence. I have lots of things that show up. Um, and while things are not it, my love language is gifts. <laughs> um, so when the gifts show up, I'm like, oh, somebody loves me. And as priestess, if we go back to the old days, the priestess was what kept this reality running. The priestess was dreaming the dream of the goddess that created reality into being. The dream of the goddess is the dream that you're in. So the priestesses were very highly regarded. The priestess, in exchange for their life path of devotion to keeping the dream alive, to practicing the mysteries, to practicing the sexual alchemies and the healing arts and dance and song and poetry. Ooh. We were very well taken care of. So in that regard, that is a place that I um, resonate with in this life. I've got that awake. I get lots of presents. I get lots of gifts. It helps because it's my love language. And yet, oh, priest is not so regarded in the world. It's okay. We're coming back. The sacred feminine. We're coming back. Um, And I guess this is going to be part of what I have to learn in this. I have no fucking clue where that went. So I'll come back to what I do. (laughs) If you're forced. What reality am I creating? Thank you. What am I suffering for? I'm suffering so that every being can be awake and free. I'm suffering so that Gaia can be freed so that Sophia codes can come back so that this planet can graduate out of her illusion. So humans, we are her children. We're the ones who are graduating in this ascension process. The way that I practice, in case we haven't talked about it here, my experience, my belief, my lens on ascension is Gaia is birthing a new race This race will be an enlightened human. That is us. That is what we are doing right now. So uh, part of what we are doing is we are waking up, but it is so that Gaia can evolve. So growth, it's all about the fucking growth, the pain. Yep. Pain. Growth is painful. We're in all of that story right now. So in this ascension, suffering is going to be shifting. Suffering is going to show us where we are asleep Suffering will highlight for us where the program is that we need to wake up from. So when you're suffering, great. What reality am I in or who created this reality? And where is it that I choose to fucking focus my energies instead? That's what I'm asking all the time. What am I suffering for? What's the reality that I want on the other side of this? They've also asked that I share with you today um, how I'm staying present over here. How I'm staying awake. And I've got a few new routines because I'm finding a rhythm that really works for me. 
I'm grateful for this quarantine time because it is showing me a rhythm that really works for me, that I was too busy before to recognize what I needed. Now I can see it pretty clearly. So I've got some morning rituals that I'm doing that I'll share with you. Um, I've got some tips that I want to share. But I think what showed up for me yesterday as being one of the most profound things that's helping me right now is journaling. And I am journaling like several times a day. (laughs) I am um, journaling about three times a day so that I keep checking in with myself. So in this space of being alone, um, I certainly have loves who I talk to. I have girlfriends and allies that I call to help anchor me into like, where the fuck am I? But the journaling for me is my own internal dialogue. I need that to be able to check in and be like, okay, where'd you go and are you coming back? So journaling several times a day, helpful. Maybe it helps you. Get a journal that inspires you. Find the pens that inspire you because I'm a geek in that way. I have to have the right pen and the right paper and all the textures have to match up. So I've got lots of pens and I'm always buying more even though I have a lot already. So maybe that'll be the next piece of my fucking ego that breaks. Maybe this cancer need to have all the pens. And if I ever find a pen that I like, I buy lots of them because what if they stop making them? Um, Which they have done with my lipstick here recently. So fuck. I didn't buy enough. Okay. Um, Cancer, scarcity, security. I know that was another good quote from Jessa recently. Was this idea of your greatest arrogance has been safety. You're not safe. You never have been safe. Whatever you were paying your government and your politicians and your health care to do, you're not safe. You never fucking were. They've been lying to you the whole time. And bless them. They don't know that they're lying to you. They really think they're doing their best because they are not as awakened as you might be. And I'd be guessing if you're listening, yeah, you might be more awakened. They're still clinging on to old paradigms and those paradigms are dying. So they're getting scared and more fear is coming up. But you're not going to be scared. You're just going to be a fucking warrior in this, please. And the warrior is not attacking anything on the outside. The warrior is fearlessly looking within because this is the gift of Pluto retrograde. Journaling. (laughs) So I'm journaling a lot in order to keep coming back to me, in order to process in different chunks and kind of close it out. Um, And then I'll share what I'm learning with people that I love, uh, with the people who are capable I certainly have friends who uh, can go deeper than others, and I certainly have family who can't go deep at all. So trying to share with them where I'm at, bless my mother, doesn't always work. One other thing that I do, uh, both when I wake up and when I go to sleep, is I call myself home. And by calling myself home, I mean I am a multidimensional being. I am shaman on this plane. I can think of somebody and immediately feel them because that's how my energy field works. That's how these connections, sometimes they look like tentacles coming out of me. So it's not necessarily um, energy cords. doesn't feel like that because these are loving relationships that I have. This is a connection that I have to them. I carry them in my field. Um, think of it that way. If you've done my Akashic work or my light body work, I carry the people that I love in my field. That is part of my Um, path as mama that is part of my path as shaman that is part of my path as priestess so if I love you I can feel into you most any (laughs) time and I know where you're at and I know if I need to call and check in on things Um, so I call myself home whenever I go to sleep because I have lots of people that I love and I've kind of like energetically like drifted off to see how they're doing I imagine my tentacles all wrapping around me I come home to myself before I go to bed And then I do it again when I wake up because, again, dream space right now. Fuck, y'all. Are you having these crazy dreams too? And I'm not having crazy dreams. I'm having very vivid dreams. So I think, um, thank you, the vividness of the dreams they're saying is waking us up into a reality too, right? If I can be awake, um, and it's not lucid dreaming. I've never lucid dreamed, which I also feel a little like a loser at times for. I'm like, really, a fucking shaman who doesn't lucid dream? No, I lucid live. (laughs) I am lucid most of the time. Um, And certainly after 15 years of working with clients, I was in altered spaces 90% of my day. Um, Every time I was with a client, I was in altered spaces, not with any um, medicines, not with any plants, but that was the nature of my work. So sleeping for me, I usually sleep. But the dreams lately have been incredibly vivid. um, And I can tell that I'm visiting people when I sleep. So I have to keep coming back in the morning 
to me. Wherever I was, whatever was happening, I call myself home now. Um, and let's just give a little, little tips around sleeping too, in case you were one who night travels, because lots of us are. Um, and if you're conscious of it, or if you're waking up tired, um, that's a big fuck you in my world. I'm not allowed to wake up tired. So let's just talk briefly about my rules around uh, my nighttime work. So my nighttime work rules look like this. Um, anything that I do in my sleeping state, I must agree to completely consciously and ethically in my waking state. Um, so you may not go and use some aspect of me to do something that I would not consciously fucking in my free will agree to. Has to be in the same level of integrity and authenticity that I show up in. That's rule number one. Rule number two, if you take me somewhere and I asked what was happening, you fucking tell me. Because again, I'm conscious on that in all levels. I need to fucking know where I was. Um, rule number three, if I wake up tired, fuck off, game over. Um, and so these are three like rule breakers for me um, of my dream time. And if you break any of those rules, fuck off. I will not participate in that anymore. Um, and then you can also, thank you, if you just want a just little gentler version of that, like set over your, whatever your boundaries are. Um, I had a boundary in place for a long time because my daughter is my love. She's precious to me. So no spirits were allowed to talk to her directly. You fucking come to me, a mama bear. Because nobody needs help from a child. Like, there's no spirit who's like, I need a kid. Fuck off. Um, you come to me first. So uh, nobody, thank you. Here were other rules that were in place for a while. If you are a entity or an energy that needs my help, you may not bother me in my shower. You may not come into my bedroom. You may not follow me. If you need my help, fucking ask and I will help if you're nice about it. <laughs> and I will help one night a week because trying to energetically clear people or hear ghosts all the time, uh-uh, ain't got the time for that. Um, so yeah, thank you. That was it. The rules around my bedroom, the rules around my sleep time. Um, I ask Archangel Michael to protect these. And then if things are still not listening to me in that way, um, I'll put a little bit of selenite above my window and above my bedroom door. And then I ask Archangel Michael or one of my spirit guides, usually power animals, to stand at the foot of my bed so that nothing comes in there because I've set my rules really fucking clearly. So know that you need to have boundaries, please. Know that your boundaries protects you. And because your guides and spirit are not in body, they don't know the human rules. So you setting boundaries actually um, elevates you a little bit. It shows that you're someone who is more awake or more responsible with your powers, more aware of your powers and are using them well. I was sharing with someone this week that I had a dream at one point last year and I don't remember what the dream was, but it was uncomfortable or it was unsafe or it was scary. I think, uh, yeah, I don't need to get into the details. It was, um, it was a scary dream. And I remember waking up, sitting straight up and I'm like, you may not, you do not have my permission on this in every fucking dimension. I am awake. You do not have permission. I know what you're doing. You may not. Um, and I remember just like waking up like really fucking clearly. So the know that you, so know the more that you are, staying conscious, staying awake, you will be awake on multiple dimensions at any point in time. Um, and so again, like I didn't wake up from the dream saying like, I'm going to say this. I woke up from the dream saying this because I'm fucking awake. I know what y'all are doing. I did not give you permission. I am a free will fucking being of great sovereignty and light on this planet. Fuck off. Um, cool. So maybe you'll get there too. <laughs> I didn't plan on going into that tip, but maybe I guess you needed it, huh? Great. The final tip that I wanted to share, um, it's not really a tip, but in this place of finding new ways that work for me, I am not one who likes structure. I am not one who likes discipline. Those things feel limiting to me. They feel like they're impeding upon my freedom. So I have to find other ways of like hacking it. So routines or rhythms is the word that I will use. Instead of discipline, I will use devotion. <laughs> um, and again, just language, but it's a language that elicits something in me to soften instead of the hardness of discipline or routines in that way. But I'm finding new routines. And one of those routines is my little morning rituals that I've been really good about, honey. Oh my God, I'm really kind of proud that I've been doing so good with this because... When a kid comes, my routines in the past have gotten interrupted. 
And I'm realizing now how much I need these routines and how good they are for me. So it's easier as I witness this to make them a priority. Oh, that feels really good. I won't go without it. Okay. So my morning routines. So first routine, um, I wake up in the morning, I invite myself back. Wherever I've been in dream time, I come back. Um, I'm also writing down dreams. So that's not usually whenever I wake up in the morning. I usually wake up at some point previous um, and I'm capturing those dreams. So wake up in the morning, I invite myself back. I look at the dream. I try to make any notes because <laughs> my nighttime scribbles aren't always legible. And then I go to my altar. And at my altar, I invite the morning in. I invite the day in. I invite all aspects of my highest self to work through me. I invite my divine to embody through me. And then I pull some cards because the cards kind of anchors me in my day. It shows me a little bit of what I might expect. Um, the cards through this whole quarantine, like they're stupid accurate, uncannily accurate. So they can kind of just prepare me, right? What I might be looking at for the day. Um, after that, I make coffee because I still like coffee. Coffee is, uh, again, one of those human routines that still feels pretty good in here. And then I've been doing this beautiful Egyptian Qigong. Hmm. Yeah, that's totally new. Um, hold on. Before I do the Qigong, I'm actually opening the directions. So they wanted to share this piece with you too because as Andy is dissolving, as ego chunks are breaking off, I don't really know what I am anymore. I am the will of the goddess. Okay. Um, so I think I've always sought in the masculine and in partnership with the masculine, like something to keep me safe, a container that could hold all of my fucking watery light channeling weird starry shit, right? I always just needed a man to help me feel safe. Well, obviously I didn't because <laughs> I'm learning this lesson. So I've been looking for new containers. Like what is the container of me? Because uh, the masculine is not here to show me. I have no fucking clue who and what I am. So I've been opening um, the directions, the medicine wheel every morning and using that as my new container. So the directions become my container. The space becomes my container. I don't have to do it, but I'm inviting the world to participate in that with me. So I go through, um, again, the Egyptian medicine wheel. I worked within the Egyptian mysteries many lifetimes, but in this lifetime, I did go through that mystery school and have been working with those teachings since 2008. So the Egyptian feels like home to me. That's somehow what feels logical. No, logical and feels don't make sense together now, do they? Nope. The Egyptian is what feels like home. The Egyptian feels safe. The Egyptian is logical in that way. <laughs> Hacking fucking words, huh? Um, so I've been doing the Egyptian Kigon, which um, I will share that as a resource as well by Jason Quit. And I've been doing that with my Egyptian healing rods <laughs> um, because the Egyptian healing rods are another one of those tools that I have been relying quite a bit on. Um, I'll have a link for that as well. Margie Mulligan, my teacher of the Egyptian mysteries, heal like an Egyptian. Isn't that clever? Um, you can order the Egyptian healing rods through her, heallikeanegyptian.com. I'll have a link. You don't have to figure it out. So I do my Egyptian Qigong in the mornings. And then after I've done that, I open the directions. No, I keep saying it wrong. Isn't that funny? So sorry. Um, I guess that part doesn't really matter so much. You don't need the minutia of it, right? But um, I open directions. Um, as I open all of the directions, I'm greeting the day. I am greeting the deities. I am inviting them to work through me. I'm inviting my divine self, my holy awakened self to work through me and to be present in this realm. Because clearly I don't have a fucking clue what I'm doing. And that's okay. So you guys embody through me. Put me where you need me. Let the blessings be awesome. Let it be fun. It's kind of where I show up. And then after um, I do my Egyptian postures, I've been doing a little bit of light body. I've been doing actually rainbow body. And this is new. Um, I do breath of fire and I kind of activate that energy. And then I expand light body. And this was a teaching that came through from William Henry in his Ascension Mystery School that I did a few weeks ago. Light body is the only way. Light body is the 144,000 souls who will be the leaders of a new reality, 
who will be resistant to the beast. Um, I won't get too biblical on you, baby, but mm, William Henry. God dang, he does some beautiful work. Um, and he's real clean right now. I have some other teachers who I've been disappointed in lately. Um, people I followed for a long time who don't resonate with me. Um, so let me take my disappointment out of it because there's ego again. I can watch the words. I can hear it. I have an attachment if I'm disappointed. I'm not fucking disappointed. People just don't resonate with me right now. So chunks are falling away. No problem. What does feel right? What does resonate? What does feel like truth within this soul? That's where I keep going to. William Henry for me right now? Yeah, dude, go. Uh, he feels true within this soul. So I'm spending some time activating light body, visualizing rainbow body, and then I put that entire energy around my house. And then I start my day. So where I used to uh, take a kid to school around 8 o'clock in the morning and then start clients at 9, I don't talk to anybody until about 11.30 now. Oh, it feels so good. Um, so I've got a new schedule for myself, a new routine that is really supporting the reality that I want to create. So as you're having these painful experiences and waking up, I want you to also wake up to what is it that I really want to be creating here? And am I creating and setting my priority that is in alignment with the reality that I want. That's kind of the trick right now. Um, and these timelines will keep changing and keep shifting. I was working with a client recently and I saw, um, she asked about the vaccines. So yeah, you might know my opinion on the vaccines and Bill Gates ain't no fucking way. No fucking way. There's enough, uh, yeah, excuse me. Goodness gracious. Whew. Um, and so she was scared about the vaccines. And, you know, it's tricky for me because if people want coaching from me, they have to remember, like, not only am I still a human, but I'm also shaman. Um, so I am not trained to be a psychotherapist and to be neutral. It's fucking me. <laughs> and if you're choosing to work with me, uh, yeah, I don't take those pieces out in order to. I'm not trained to do that. Goodness gracious. Thank the goddess I'm not trained to do that. Um, so she was asking about, you know, what a vaccine she was having some fear around the vaccines and freya came in and freya showed me this beautiful braid and there were like three colors within this braid um, but they were almost like all shades of like blonde or brown um so very hair like in that way but then she showed me this thread within the braid or this uh timeline within the braid where the vaccines could happen and yet we will be completely unaffected um and it was like a lighter blonde it was um I'm trying to find the word, but yeah, the light blonde is kind of the only word that I have for it right now. Those of us who are spiritually attuned, those of us who have committed to this path of awakening, of ascension, of enlightenment, the reality of vaccines could happen and we will be completely unaffected. Because guess what? We're living multiple fucking realities and timelines right now. We've never done this. So you get to choose, choose your own adventure, honey. What adventure do you want to be in? Do you want to be in one where somebody is going to force you to be vaccinated and turned into a fucking AI hybrid human being so that you never gain your spiritual fucking sovereignty? Because that's one agenda. And then I have to even be careful talking about it because we don't want to talk about it and create it. So I'm not creating it. Um, I think what I'm thank you. What Freya has asked me to do is illuminate this for you. That could happen and you will be okay. Your fear of it happening is the challenge because the way that manifestation works is you will have an idea that idea will come from this mental plane right um, most of the ideas that you have are not yours those are fucking programmed and populated you will have an idea and then you will have an emotional reaction to it so it will move from head it will move into heart you will have an emotional reaction the bigger the emotional reaction the bigger the chance of you creating it but once you actually bring it down to belly once you bring it down to womb then you've created it so I try to be uh, conscious of catching the thoughts. Let it be a thought that floats through. Let it be like air. Because if I emotionally respond to it and then, oh God, I get worried about it and then I drop it down into my belly and then it's fear. Then I have created it and given it that energy that it's going to have to show up in my reality to prove that it's not real. I don't want that. So um, we can talk about this possibility without needing to go all the way down the rabbit hole. Because I need you to know the more spiritual work the do, that you do, the better you are. And this is not uh, woo-woo anymore. This is fucking necessity. Um, and I find it fascinating in that way. Uh, I've always played with this idea that spirituality is the new royalty. 
that comes from Velimir Abramovic. Spirituality is the new royalty. It will be those of us who are um, rising, who are activating, who are lighter, who are more in our divinity because we are more peaceful and we'll begin creating a new reality. And that new reality could be happening simultaneously with another reality that is not as savory to us. That's fucking gross. I don't want that to happen, but others may need it to happen. So when my sister calls me saying she's terrified, I'm like, great. Thank you so much. Your job must be, be to be in terror. That's not my job. So be careful that you aren't trying to pull everybody up to where you are. They will have their own process and they're doing their job exactly perfectly. But that ain't my fucking job. Hmm. Tips. Okay, you want me to try to sum those up, see if I can for you? Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe you just heard it. So funny. Um, I'm going to be doing this apparently like I teach, right? <laughs> like I need to give you like the Cliff Notes version of it. But I guess it's a podcast. I don't because I think the teachings are going to be happening in other spaces. This is my place of conversation and connection. It's a place that I'm practicing being vulnerable in my role as way shower. I guess this is what I'm doing, right? I want to figure it out so that it's easier for you. And being real clear in that, I don't want it to mean that the hits are harder. It just means that I'll get hit with it first. I don't need my lessons to be harder. I don't need to break through the waves. That's not any fun, but I certainly recognize I might be on the front wave of that. It's one of the ways... <clears throat> it's one of the ways that I've recognized as empaths, as healers, as light workers. I don't love that word. I don't even kind of like that word. Uh, but it seems to collect, connect, collect. <laughs> it seems to capture what we're doing. The awakening ones, I think is what I'm calling us. So as the awakening ones, we are the front wave. Um, and in that front wave, it means that I am going to be pulled down into the undertow means I'm going to be feeling it. I'm going to be in it. I'm going to be shot back out. And as everybody else is getting hit with it, I somehow have a little bit of a head start so that I can show you the way through. So in that head start, let me have blessings. Let me feel safe enough in the alliance of the goddess to do what I do and to do well what I need to do. I hope this wasn't too rambly. I hope it was beneficial. Um, your feedback lately has been phenomenal. Truly. Um, I wouldn't have done this today if you guys didn't seem like you liked what's happening here. So I may not like what's happening here yet. It's not a natural medium for me. I will hopefully get better at it. I will hopefully not say um so much. <laughs> or maybe I will. Whatever. It's processing trying to capture the enlightenment of spiritual awakening, right? That's all very fast, trying to capture that to be able to move these golden droplets through my vocal cords. Um, this is a different speed. And I might say, um, as I'm processing that fucking speed, because they're very specific with the words that we have to use too, right? So thanks for your feedback. Thanks for reaching out and telling me that this is maybe helping a little bit because that's really kind of what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm really just fucking supposed to help you have an easier time of this. Hmm. Okay, I'll do my best. Thanks for being here. Thank and when I say thanks for being here, like not just thanks for being here with me. Thanks for fucking being on the planet. Because um, at the beginning of the year, I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. I don't have to be here. <laughs> I'm I'm a soul who came out of retirement to be here. I don't have to fucking be here. This is hard. This is uncomfortable. So I will keep being committed to finding ways that I'm less reactionary to the discomfort and can ask more quickly, what the fuck am I asleep in? What do I need to wake up to so that I can surf this fucking wave of reality even better? Did you learn something in there? Please. I hope you did. I hope it wasn't just me oversharing. <laughs> um, and I do love your feedback. So if you're enjoying this, would you share it with friends maybe? And I'm also going to have up a link that you can talk to me because that would be super cool too. So Anchor has this very cool feature where you can leave me a voice memo. Tell me what you want to talk about. Tell me what I can address. Tell me how I can help you. Because apparently this is one way that I'm going to be here. It's the
Cosmic Mama podcast isn't going anywhere. We'll have more guests. Oh, thanks for being here. Give us a rating when you feel like it, if you're feeling it. And we want to thank Jen Cordy for the music that I still just geek out on every time I hear. And Laura over at Eye of Iris for the beautiful graphics. So stay safe out there, baby. Enjoy this awakening. Enjoy your quarantine. Enjoy whatever new ways you're finding for yourself. All of it matters.